Welcome to the Keeney Interviews. Through this series, you will meet leading practitioners from the water sector and hear their stories. Together, we will address water challenges and discuss how best to face them. Keeney is the Malaysian word for current, and this initiative promotes the flow of ideas within the water sector. Hello and welcome to today's interview with Rob Randell. Rob is the Principal Consultant for RMCG, an environmental and agricultural consultancy. Rob has more than 40 years experience in the water sector, from the practical to the technical and also to strategy and policy. He is a recognised leader in the water and irrigated agriculture sector. In this interview, Rob talks about the 120 million water efficiency improvement in drought affected provinces. WEDAP project in Vietnam, supported by the Asian Development Bank. He also shares some insights and lessons on his experience working in Vietnam. My name is Raymond Lam, and I hope you enjoy this interview with Rob Randell. So Rob, thank you very much for joining me today and speaking with me about the WEDAP program in Vietnam. It's really great to have you here sharing your stories. I'm hoping we can get started with a little bit of introduction about your background and what's led you to do what you're doing today. Yeah, it's good to talk about it and I think stories are always fascinating and <laughs> people's backgrounds are often critical in that. I personally come from an irrigation farm background, brought up um, with a shovel, irrigating, um, many years um, working with my father. I did ag engineering at Melbourne Uni back in the days when uh, ag engineering was uh, was recognised. Wow. Um, and then uh, worked, uh, went back on the farm and enjoyed that, but uh, also enjoyed uh, the engineering and, and joined a water authority and been working in all aspects of from the farm level to the you know the Murray Darling Basin policy level, so right. it's um, it's been a fascinating journey for me, <laughs> and uh, I've enjoyed every minute of it. From farm to water, huh? yes. <laughs> cool. Uh, question: The next question I have for you is, what is the water efficient program improvement in drought affected provinces WDAP, and what was your involvement in it? Um, WEDAP is an acronym uh, for for a modernisation project in in Vietnam, which which following the two thousand and sixteen fifteen drought, uh, there was a number of areas of Vietnam that had very high value agriculture in the central highlands, all small little areas of perhaps a few hundred to two thousand hectares each, mm. um, growing things like coffee. Uh, dragon fruit, um, mangoes, vegetables, etc., that's that struggled to get enough water in the drought. And right. this this is a hundred and twenty million dollar U.S. million dollar um, uh, AD Australian Asian Development Bank loan funded mm. uh, project, right. um, which is to modernise twelve different projects in five provinces to provide a more secure water supply. Right. And which provinces are they in Vietnam? Ah, uh, well, Ninh Thuan, Binh Thuan, uh, Dak Lak, um, uh, and Dak Nong, and I've forgotten the fifth one. <laughs> um, and 
and the projects are very, very similar to what we've, what we're actually undertaken in the Riverland and Sunraysia mm. in Australia. Um, in fact, many ways, similar size pumping uh, pipeline schemes, um, um, but spread over perhaps a, a wider area or um, uh, these 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 projects. Have you experienced any challenges such as political timelines in completing your project successfully and on time? And how have you dealt with complications such as these? Well, I suppose it's worth going back and sort of thinking about also how I got involved um, in the sense that um, AWP did some work for, with uh, the Asian Development Bank to try and give them an overall structure as to rather than just the physical uh, building bits. Right. And uh, out of that, uh, the uh, uh, Asian Development Bank sent people uh, from all places to Australia, and there were people from the WEDEP project there. They saw that we had some expertise in in uh, in different ways of managing irrigation projects, uh, different uh, different many different styles of institutions, and they asked for some help. Um, and so I was asked to go over and talk to them about that. And the first challenge was in order to help them, um, I had to sort of go up a very steep learning curve of all the different organisations and infrastructure and how Vietnam operates, um, you know, to be any use. But even before you could be of any use of that, what I needed to understand was what the project was trying to do. Mm. Um, and, And the first challenge was identified that Really, I thought their design was not very modern and and was actually typically a canal design rather than a pipeline design. Wow. And, and as a result of that, I was faced with the challenge of, well, we just invited over there for, to help with a little bit. Hmm. They're doing a feasibility study. The fundamental design is, is I think, uh, perhaps uh, could be improved substantially. Right. Do you do you um, speak up or do you sit there or how do you do it? Um, and in this case, I suppose what I was able to do was identify that it was clear that at that stage they were well and truly over budget, mm-hmm. and so they were looking for ways to save money and and through suggesting design changes, which improved the level of service and meant that it was much more in common with a with a modernised system, right. I was also able to cut some costs out of the system. Okay. Um, so, so the challenge was, my challenge then was, well, how are they going to receive this this fundamental shift? And, and that's what's fascinating about Vietnam is their thirst for information. Um, they've got all the policies, they've got all the theories, but they want the practical. Right, um, right. They don't want the theory. And so, that, so they responded and, and said... Uh, can you can you actually do a bit of a revised design and give us give us some ideas? So the challenge then was I was booked to fly out in two days' time. Mm. Uh, I had to respond and say, well, I'm going to change my flight and stay another week, <laughs> because if I hadn't responded at the time at that instant, right. um, you wouldn't have been able to um, to do it. I mean, the train the train is going in in Vietnam. It's stopping every now and again. You get a chance to get on and off, um, but you've got to be at the right station at the right time, uh, at the right time, time. Yeah. and be prepared to jump on. Mm. Um, and and they're moving. Uh, they're on the move. So so that's part of the challenges 
Um, and that's the strength of AWP. AWP does have flexibility. Um, it, it does have expertise and can respond. And, and we, we um, you know, there was an issue of, of um, groundwater. How much groundwater, they'd used groundwater in the past. This new system was going to replace groundwater. Mm. Was it going to replace all of it? They didn't really have an understanding of that linkage, which we, in Australia, we've seen the linkage between groundwater and surface water and how that can change things and how you have to manage it. So I was able to get Greg Holland from Jacobs back within three weeks to work with them and, and wow. uh, look at groundwater. So I suppose that's the, the that's flexibility. The, the flexibility. Yeah. And it's not a big input. It's being strategic and being practical, mm. I suppose. Right. Um, can you give us some examples of what is it like working in Vietnam in terms of culture and the importance of relationships? In Australia, we focus often on the contract first, then we think about the technical content, and then if there's any time left over, we might develop a relationship. relationship. Um, I have to keep reminding myself that in, in Asia, it's you start with the relationship. If the mm. relationship works, they then might let you talk about the technical area, and then if the technical area perhaps works, then then you might talk about a contract, <laughs> and you've actually got to, you know, so you flip it around, flip it flip yeah. it around mm. quite quite significantly, right. Um, right. and so much of what we do is about relationships and building mm. with individuals. Um, that that's both a strength and a challenge. If someone shifts and, and they do, they're they're quite jumping fluid. Yeah. quite fluid and they're they're being promoted and etc. Okay. Okay. Um, so that was sort of a challenge sometimes. Well, it can be a challenge, and and in our case, um, uh, one of the relationships the person we built with has been promoted to a senior role, so that's even strengthened right. it and been been fantastic. I wonder if if the contact in Vietnam. Uh, this uh, Cho, who, who did his PhD in, in New Zealand, so he understands us Australians a little bit more. Um, <laughs> whether if he moved to another section, what would happen? What would happen, yeah. Um, mm. We know in the Asian Development Bank that, that one of our contacts there, Yasmin, has, has moved on a bit, and that's changed relationships. Right. So, yeah, so it's, it, that's part of the fluidity too. Okay. So relationships is key in, in yes. working in Vietnam yeah. and in Asia, I guess. Well, yeah. Of course, it's really key everywhere, everywhere. in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we Westerners sometimes forget that. <laughs> um, last but last person I have for Rob today is: What advice would you give to people who are looking to get involved in water development work in Vietnam? Um, I've found an incredible thirst for knowledge. Um, it's a country that's definitely on the move. I mean. You know, the, to to come from and for example, in their rice, you know, post war, post uh, post uh, Vietnam or American War, as they call it, um, they've had a program to to lift their production, and they have they've now an exporting production in rice. Now they're looking at high value agriculture, and they are very clear about they're on the move and they're going. They understand the principles, they understand the theory, they've worked hard at that, hmm. but they are just looking for practical leg ups right, to, right. to get them on, on the right path. They understand very clearly their, what they want the problem addressed. They don't always understand perhaps what's needed to address it. Okay, they know the problem. But, right. they, but right. they're very good at, and, and I suppose if you work in Vietnam, to me, you've got to try and listen and find out what their problem is and, pro and, and actually work with that as your yeah. starting point. 
However, the other one is, I think if you're going to work in the water industry anywhere, you need to have a sense of, of irrigation in its entirety, from governance to um, water resource planning, to uh, water delivery systems, to right. entitlements, to allocations, and then right to the farm level. You need to have a framework mm. and an understanding of that. So that holistic when, understanding. Holistic, yeah. so that when you actually help in one area, you actually have a yourself a as a practitioner a broader one. Yeah. Um, I think the other understanding that for me is really important is an understanding that, that it's a journey of evolution. And Australia has spent 150 years in its water development evolution and, and that having an understanding of the Australian history and, and evolution right back from Alfred Deakin and, and uh, the Federation drought, mm. which I think you know, some of the things Deakin did in Australia is more relevant and more significant than perhaps some of the even recent water reform, like water measurement and entitlements and water resource and water sharing he did. So having this, uh, this understanding that of a much broader journey and, and that we've been on a journey and that Vietnam is or and the other countries are on a journey of of a similar journey and some things they're jumping very quickly and other things they've got to go through the same and and for example we're working at the national level now in water charging in full cost what um full cost recovery of charges now Mm. many people younger in australia won't won't remember that we went through that process the 60s 70s and 80s um, mm. And so, you know, we need to we need to have that broader understanding right. um, in order to work there. But then, try and be practical mm. um, and flexible, and flexible, yeah. and yeah. respond to right. where where they are. Right. But but have a holistic framework to work in. Mm. And also put relationships as your key number one. Factor. And and yeah. and to to maintain relationships. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and yeah. that's yeah. not only within the country. It's it's there's lots of agencies, mm. both within Australia working there, ACR, uh, UN, um, um, Canberra universities, um, um, ISWARM, um, IWC, AWA. There's there's lots of Australian organisations working, and and we need to work together and and in an Australian way, but also internationally. There's mm. many many players and countries and then on top of that the local DFAT and and offices um, and connecting it into trade so so understanding all the different players and relationships broader is also right. critical yeah. and so that that's a challenge from here to to be able to do that mm. um, networking right. but at the same yeah. time deliver something practical in uh, in closing this brief interview, is there any last any last words you would like to say to the audience, the Kini community? Um, I suppose for me, I've it's I just it's fascinating to learn that there are other ways of doing things, and that the Australian way is not necessarily <laughs> the, the best, right, the best. <laughs> um, and that there is always more than one way of skinning the cat. Right. And I think that applies to everything we do, basically. Yeah, but it, I just, it's just really, there's all sorts of little cultural differences that we think are absolute, and then you see them and say, well, no, there is another way. Um, 
it just broadens. I mean, I find that it broadens my outlook. Right, and and you yourself have learned a lot while working in the country in Vietnam, I suppose, as well. Oh, yeah. absolutely, and and being forced to go back to first principles often. <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, because they'll say, "Well, why? Hmm. Why you do it that way?" Right, and you and you give them the Australian answer, and they still <laughs> say, "Why?" So it keeps you thinking. Keeps all the time, you thinking, yeah. and 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 gets you back to the. Mm. Yeah, big, big to the basics. Back to the basics. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for your time today and for your story. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Oh, good. I don't know whether that's. I think that went well. Yeah. Fifteen minutes. Kini is an initiative of the Australian Water Partnership and the International Water Centre Alumni Network. Kini connects water managers and shares knowledge throughout the Asia Pacific. Visit our website at kini.org.au for more information and for videos, articles, news, and more.